Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. Survive. Thrive. Stay alive. It's time to get prepared with the Prepping Academy Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Prepping Academy. I am Forrest. Hope you guys like our intro music. Um, yeah, we, I kind of like the tune. Hey, welcome. Um, Tenderfoot is not with us today. He is traveling. I mean, he will be traveling for 14 days, I believe. So um, I asked him to record a couple podcasts while he's traveling. We'll see if he does. You always get kind of busy when you go out with people. But, um, hey, um, you can find us at PreppingAcademy.com. PreppingAcademy.com. We have um, all our archived shows. You can contact us. Anytime we have a live interview or a live radio show, we will announce it there. If you join our mailing list or subscribe to it, when we do have a live guest, like um, Glenn Tate was on um, last week, before that, we had, or after that, we actually had Mark Goodwin. So we always will send out an email, you know, stating the upcoming live recordings. Some recordings like this are, are just a, a recording. There is, um, it's not live at all. But um, I do have a big announcement. Prepping Academy radio show has had 500,000 downloads. You heard me right. In our existence, a little bit over a year, a little bit more than a year, I think we have 65 podcasts. We have over 500,000 downloads. And that is unbelievable it's actually more than that because a big period of that time we were a part of prepper broadcasting network and i never really could see the stats with prepper broadcasting and i assume we would get more downloads from prepper broadcasting than just the prepping academy they have a much bigger audience base than we did we broke away just so we could have a little bit more freedom and do things like this and record um, with Prepper Broadcasting, it was always live, and which is good because, you know, it did kind of make us, you know, do a podcast weekly, but this gives us a little bit more freedom, so I hope you guys appreciate that. Um, I ask you to go to Apple, Google Play, give us some thumbs up, some stars, uh, let others know about us so we can broaden our broadcast spectrum um wanted to touch on some news this week um 
The Carolina Preppers Network, we are 7,000 plus strong. You can find us at carolinapreppersnetwork.com. We're mostly in the Carolinas. Um, we've been asked to expand. We are thinking about that. We are. We have also helped other communities slash people in other states create kind of what we have created in the Carolinas. But in the Carolinas, we have 19 cities that meet currently at least once a month. And so we have volunteer leaders in each one of the cities. They meet at a restaurant or a Cabela's or a gun store or even a public library. It just, it in all different places. So um, we've been doing this for, I think it's almost four years now that we've, we started this and it's grown to 7,019 cities. So, um, but one of the things we're going to be doing here coming in April is the Heritage Life Skills. Um, to find out more information about this um, weekend conference, go to carolinareadiness.com. carolinareadiness.com. Um, Jan owns a store called the Carolina Readiness Supply Store or something. And she puts on this conference in Waynesville, North Carolina. And there are a ton of hands-on classes. Um, that is one of our big pushes this year in the Carolina Preppers Network is hands-on classes and also ham radio. So we're doing ham training. We got ham officers we're getting in each of the cities. We've put together a communication plan. So when the crap hits the fan, we can all communicate. We can get information out. That's the goal. We got a year to do it. But already we've seen a lot of fruit from this. We've seen, I think, 16 people now that, in the, at least I know from the Charlotte group, that has gotten their ham license over the last four or five months. Um, or they've upgraded their license. So there, there is some positive movement. So we are seeing some fruit. That is awesome. Um, but in the news... I wanted to, to um, touch on REI has stated they're going to drop several brands because of their relationship with guns. And I have put on the Carolina Preppers Network Facebook page that we need to stop shopping there. I'm not sure there's much needs to be said about that. Um... Any attempt to control guns is a f is against our Second Amendment. Any attempt to do better background checks when it comes to criminals, mental, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Every shooting that has happened in a school, the people have broken the law by obtaining the guns. The law didn't catch them because of a mental issue. Our laws work, but you know, criminals do not obey laws. One thing I am for is the mental community, the the. That community that provides um, mental evaluations, 
somehow that's got to get into the background check. That's going to cost billions of dollars because there's it, it doesn't currently happen. Not sure how to solve that, uh, but I, I do want better mental background checks um, than most people. I, I, if you have mental issues, you should not be allowed to own a gun. So if we would just enforce the current laws and do better background checks, that would be make a, a big difference. Now, I'm not one of these, you know, I don't know how to say this without you guys taking this wrong, but the top 25 mass school shootings, which have all happened since the 80s, um, 211 people have died. Let me repeat that because I know you're questioning what I just said. The top 25 mass school shootings in America, 211 people have died. I'm going to let that statistic stand where it is because I hate that anyone gets shot. I hate it. But over the last 37 years and all the millions and millions of kids that go to school all the accidents that happen all the school shootings that happen 211 individuals if it's a loved one or someone you knew it's a big number but in reality I just don't think it's that big of a number I'm sorry just you can hate me 211 of the top 25 mass school shootings. I don't know. I know last year that more people died falling downstairs. More people died um, texting and driving. More people died of overdose in schools. Mm, there, there's a lot bigger problems. There are more I mean, there are 211 teenagers that commit suicide every year. There, there's just bigger problems. The news and the liberals make us want to think this is the world's biggest problem and we all need to come together and solve it. My thought is, let's jump together and let's partner together with something we can solve. We can stop drugs if we really wanted to there's so many things that we could stop but with 300 and some million guns in America with it's just that that statistic is it's just not big enough to to take my rights away anyway that's enough for that so REI is no longer getting no longer going to get any of my money um, they, uh, I mean, seriously, they're banning, removing product from a manufacturer that doesn't even make guns. They don't even make guns. They make other products or accessories for guns, but they don't make guns. And REI is kicking them out. Well, I, I am kicking out REI and I hope you do too. Hey, if you got any 
comments, questions, opinions, you know, go to preppingacademy.com, go to the contact page, leave your feedback, and I'll respond. Uh, I know some of the things may upset a few people, but that's just the way it is. <laughs> okay, tonight's show is going to be kind of interesting. Kind of goes along with what we were talking about when it comes to guns. Some of the things I'm going to say, you're not going to approve with. Let me slow down. Some of the things I'm going to say, you're not going to approve with. And I don't care. This has been well thought out. This has been planned. This is what I do. So the title is Prepping Your Kids for SHTF While They Are In School. I'm going to repeat that. Prepping your kids for SHTF while they are in school. So, the crap hits the fan while your kids are in school. So, there's many things that can happen. We're going to go through an active shooter, EMP, um, other disasters while your kids are in school. This plan does not really work for so much for below middle school. And you'll see some of the things of why um, you got to have, you just got to do more planning if they're below, we'll say the seventh grade. Um, my plan has been, we have worked my plan now for four, five, six years. And it works. My kids know about it. My kids train. It works. And if you have kids and you're worried about kids, while they're in school, the crap hitting the fan, I'm hoping this will help you. So the first thing I want to talk about is an active shooter. Now, a lot of schools, public schools, all kinds of schools, they teach, they, first they teach flight or fight, flight, fight, or bunker down, I think, something like that. Hey, let's take a quick break. Has your data been hacked? Do you feel uneasy about the vulnerability of your personal information online? Were you involved in the Target, LinkedIn, or Microsoft data leaks? Don't know? If not, then pay attention. Join Forrest Garvin from PrepperNet for a free webinar on privacy and security. Gain insights into safe internet browsing, VPNs, crafting online aliases, Secure emails, detecting if your data has been hacked, and managing passwords. Secure your spot today for this webinar on privacy and security. It's free. This webinar delves into comprehensive strategies for bolstering your online privacy. We've got you covered from fortifying your passwords to shielding your financial information and mastering state-of-the-art encryption techniques. We're offering two convenient dates to suit your schedule. Reserve your spot now at PrepperNet.com privacy. Don't let cyber threats erode your peace of mind any longer. Take the first step toward a safer, more secure online experience by joining us for our free webinar. Remember, knowledge is power when it comes to safeguarding your privacy. Sign up now at PrepperNet.com privacy. We'll see you there. So if, 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 you, if, you, if you see the gunman, you run. If you can, you know, Bolt the door shut so the gunman can't come in. That's what you do. Um, there, there's all kinds of methods out there. 
I teach mine one method. One method. Run away. Run away. Now, a lot of times, though, in, in the hallways, in the building, you hear gunshots. You don't know where it's coming from. That happens in malls. Anytime there's a building or structure, you can't really tell where the, the sound is coming from. So you're in a classroom, first floor or second floor. You break the window and get out of the building. Period. Your teacher, maybe as she's trying to um, put the locks on the door, you throw a chair through the window and you get out. You're going to get cut. You may break an ankle, but you will live. That's what I teach my kids. Oh, does it go against school policy? Yeah, it does. You know, I am way smarter than the school. <laughs> my kids are smarter than the school when it comes to protecting themselves. Um, at my current school that my kids go to, uh, there are no second floors. And it's pretty cool. Every kid could crawl out a window and get out. Imagine a gunman in the hallway, and if all the kids were to go to the windows, open the windows, crawl out, every kid could probably get out within three minutes, and, and all of a sudden there's a lone gunman in the school by himself. I don't know. That's just my, my thinking. I don't want my kid to... To be hiding in a corner when a gunman comes into the room, never. Um, I don't know, run. If you're at the mall, you run inside of a store. Almost every store in a mall has a, a, a back door leading to a hallway or service entrance. Um, you just run. I mean, that's it's that simple. Do you have to fall in line with your class to go back to your classroom? No, you run. You go to the nearest exit and get out. Period. That always works. Only one time has a gunman ever shot kids while they were running away. One time out of all the school shootings we've ever heard around the world. The kid that gets out first is safe. And I mean, it's just... I don't know. That's just my thinking. You may hate me for that, but... My kids are taught to run, get out the window, take their friends, tell everyone to get out of the room. Plain and simple. Second floor, you know, jump. I don't know. I would. I mean, my, my kids can jump off my house. So, I mean, and land fine. And they turn a flip and they run. I mean, it's amazing. Anyway. That's just my thoughts. You're going to hate me. I know that doesn't work for everyone. Some rooms need to be protected. The best thing is just arm the teachers. Plain and simple. That's that's my... I, I agree with Trump on that. Arm the teachers. Don't only arm them. Train them. Train them well. Because everyone puts their faith in police officers. And I just go... I just kind of look at them like, Really? My brother-in-law was a police officer, retired after 30 years in the police in the um, for police force. His average rounds that he shot a year was around 200 rounds that he was required to shoot as a police officer. 
So every year, as a police officer, they took him to the range and he shot 200 rounds. 200 rounds. I shoot that many on a weekend. 200 rounds. So you're telling me that that you can't train teachers better than you can police officers? I think you can. I absolutely think you can. I am, and and when I, I want to give you some background, I am an NRA instructor. I was in the United States military and carried around a you know a thirty eight. Also, you know, had a um, M sixteen assigned to me. I was in the military. I am an NRA instructor. I'm a concealed carry instructor. I shoot a minimum of thirty thousand rounds a year. Matter of fact, went um, at Christmas time. I shot 1,500 rounds in one day. I know that's a lot, but we did. We were training 1,500 rounds. Actually, it was two days. Sorry, two days. I've gone to some pistol and rifle, two gun classes, and you take about a thousand rounds with you. I mean. It, and teachers can get training. So here's what I propose. I propose that the NRA, they train everyone almost in the country when it comes to carrying concealed. They are, I would say, 80% of all classes. I don't know. I'm making that up. But I have yet to see other people that weren't NRA instructors train, um, especially carrying concealed. I've never seen anyone that wasn't an NRA instructor train a carrying silk class. So NRA instructors are out there. So I propose that NRA makes a deal with their instructors that instructors train teachers for free. Absolutely for free. What goodwill would it be for the NRA to do that? Twice a year, teachers come in. One's like a two-day program. The NRA, they, you take them through it. You take them on recognizing the bad guy. Uh, making sure the difference between cover and concealment you go through and um, and what you're shooting, what's behind what you're shooting, you need to do that twice a year. And if NRA instructors would accept that, which I, every NRA instructor I've talked to said, yeah, we would do that. That's, you know, if all the NRA instructors, let's say a third of them did it, it would cover almost every teacher. And they're teaching a classroom, about 25 people, maybe 30 people, several instructors. It would work. That would give you actual more gun time than police officers. Now, police officers do on their own time go and train. I'm just talking what is the minimum requirement, the 200 rounds. Because um, when I go to these shooting classes, there's a ton of deputies and police officers taking the same classes. Because their life depends on it, they are going to get trained. So train the train the teachers. Yes, they got to go through a background check. Yes, they got to go through a mental check. I mean, they've already had a background check and a mental check. I would think since they're teachers. And if they don't pass, some you know make the test a little bit more difficult than a carrying conceal. Because I've seen people get a carrying conceal. Not me teaching class that I would be afraid if they ever had a gun. But yes, make the make make the test a little bit more difficult. And boom, all of a sudden we have teachers 
protecting our students. Isn't that what they're supposed to do anyway? Anyway, yeah. So let's do that in North Carolina. Let's try it out. Let's do a test. And I would love to see the results. Um, so that is my, oh, well, that, that's it. That's, that's my own active shooter. Um, but that still doesn't help. That's just a, really a side note because um, now we're going to talk about preparing your kids for when the um, crap hits the fan. So, first thing I want, so your kid. Something may happen, EMP, earthquake, volcano, economic, whatever it may be, your, ki your kids may be at school. What do you do? My youngest kid is in the seventh grade and she can take care of herself. And that's important because at an age of probably fourth, fifth, sixth, maybe just maybe seventh, they might not be able to make some good rational decisions. But my daughter, I feel that can. And she's been trained, so I count on her. So, a couple of things you got to be able to do. Your, your kids need to be able to check themselves out of school. I said it. They need to be able to go to the principal or the teacher and, said, and say, I need to go right now. Now, a lot of you are going, that will never happen in my school. And you're probably right. You're probably right. My kids go to a private school. My kids can go to their teacher or their principal and say, I need to leave right now. And they are allowed to leave. Now, that took, what I did is I went and talked to the principal and said, I need my child to be able to leave anytime they want to. The principal said, absolutely not. And I said, why not? They go, well, we are, in, we are taking care of your kid during school hours. I said, I know you are. But when my, I need my kid to leave at any time. How do I need to do that? If you get a letter from an attorney stating that you give your kid the right um, permission to check your, themselves out at any time, I would honor that. You as the parent and you wanting that, I would honor that. But I need that on some kind of legal document. So I went to a lawyer and got it done, gave it to my principal, gave it to the teacher. And now they know that my daughter and got permission, she can leave at any time. Now, before it was my son, so they would be leaving together. Actually, my son would check out himself. He is a junior, and then he would get my daughter. So I actually did this for my son as opposed to my daughter just because I didn't want to fight the age on my daughter. So I, my son can go to and check out, and then at that time he can check his sister out, and they can leave anytime they want to. Anytime they want to. Now, you better know that if they leave without permission, <laughs> That is a different crap hit the fan for them, but they won't do that. And so my son and daughter can literally check themselves out at any time. So I've taught them basic things 
you know, check your phone during the day. I will text you if something big is going to happen. Um, if your phone all of a sudden doesn't work and clocks don't work and computers don't work, you need to leave immediately. I mean, I doubt that's ever going to happen, but they know what an EMP is. But I will text my kids and tell them it's time to come home and we got some a, a, a code word we put in there and I send it to them and they are to immediately respond. So, I mean, of course, EMP, that's not going to work. They just got to see the signs and go. So why would you want your kids to be able to check themselves out? Because if the crap hits the fan, the last thing you want to do is be driving across town and picking up your kids. My kids are four and a half miles away from my house. My son has his license. He's a junior. So if the crap hits the fan, I can start planning. I can start on my way home. My wife can start on her way home. Or we can, if we're home already, we can start packing what we need to do, taking care of what we need done, while the kids on their own ability are coming to meet us. Um, even if they can't drive or something happens to the car, they know how to get home. So at school, they actually have a bug out bag. Now this is a private school, so they actually have, it's kind of weird, they have a locker, but they don't even put their book bag in their locker because their book bag won't fit in their locker. I'm, I'm sure everyone's aware of, of book bags and, you know, they weigh, you know, 95 pounds and, they they want they came and keep their book bag in their locker, so guess what we use the locker for? That's right, a bug out bag. Yes, they have a bug out bag in their locker. Yes, it has a combination lock on there. Yes, I require them to go in it once a week so they at least remember the password. I mean the code to get in. But they don't even really use the locker except for they do keep a few things in there, like they'll put their wallet or something. They used to keep their phone in there, but um, they're required to keep their phone on them at this time. I require them to keep their phone on them. So they have a bug out bag in their locker. So what items do they have in their bug out bag? Um, they have a, a map to get home even though they know it in their head. Because there could be different ways they have to go. They have a ham radio. Oh my goodness. Yes, my kids know how to use a ham radio. Oh, do they not hit repeaters? Yes, they do. Do they have a new, know how to do simplex? Yes, they do. Again, training, you train for a reason. So, do they have their cell phone? Yes, of course. And the cell phone should be working. And they know what level of the cell phone should be working. So, if the crap hits the fan in the area, the first thing that's not going to be usable is the voice on the phone call. Every time you call, you're going to get the busy signal. But some of the underlying data services should work. Will text work? Probably not. With all the teenagers, everyone, they're texting because the voices are not working. But underlying data will probably still work. Like using a... a um, Email. Email should work. It will keep trying to send it out. Email should work. If email doesn't work, then there's a lower tier on the on the on the um, services that should work. And we use a thing called Zello, Z E L L O, which is like a walkie-talkie on the phone. 
So you, you hit the button, you transmit, it may not immediately get to my phone or whoever they're calling, but the internet will work and it will spin and work and it will finally get that audio message. Audio messages on the internet are very tiny files. It will finally get, and they understand the format. And so we will have communication equipment. I will be able to, my, my kids can take their ham radio out at their school, transmit, and I can receive their their signal at my house. I can't if I'm traveling, you know, from work until I get home. I just have the equipment at the house that will work back and forth. So that has been tested. So yes, we do have communication equipment. Of course, they're going to have things like water in their bug out bag, food, um, you know, I don't want any technical clothing on them, so that the bag is kind of like a, um, it's not a school book bag, but it's a, it's a black bag, but I didn't want it to look too much like school in case they were walking and someone thought that they were school kids just skipping school or something, which they may probably see that anyway. I don't know what my thinking was there, but, um, but we have, so we have a call signal, a, a call plan that we can communicate. If it's on the phone, I'm letting them know I'm on my way home. They're letting me know they're driving or they're walking, and we have a plan. Um, they want to be gray kids, <laughs> not gray man, but gray kids. And so their backpack at school is got everything they need, like a get home bag. There's not a gun in there. Um, there is not a knife in there. There are very few things. There is absolutely nothing the school would have a problem with that's in there. They would look at me going, why does your kid have a, a radio? And then I would explain it. But there's nothing in the bag that would get them in trouble. But they have two of them. They got food. They got water. They got um, even sleeping bag. Even the, you know, uh them uh gosh i forgot the name of them the little orange sleeping bags you can get really protective like um solo yeah that's it solo sleeping bags they got a, you know little tarp they can make they got rain clothes they get everything they need now again it's four and a half miles home you never know we we want to plan f for the worst of the worst does my can my 17 year old child own a gun no North Carolina he cannot own a gun 18 he can we do have a cache hidden in the ground between the school and my house in that cache it, it's in a, it's in a location where if they had to go to it it's very secluded very hidden um, has resources around it actually and in the cache it has food has water knife other useful tools for them to get home it's all there um, oh in my um, I do want to mention in the bug out bags at school they both have mace it is a gel mace, 
uh, a lot of fire um, police policemen use it. I think it's called Saber Saber Red, and they both have mace. That is a legal product um, for them to take to school. Um, I believe. <laughs> I don't know. I think it is. But anyway, okay, they're cash. It's got food. It's got water. It's got a um, fire making. It's got. Uh, Tools, we'll, we'll just say tools, and it does have like a knife. Um, it's got everything that they need if they need more than what's in their bag. It is hidden. They know where to find it. Uh, no one else is going to find it. It's in a secluded place, and it's right on the route home. So, matter of fact, actually, it's not. We have two routes to get home, and it's kind of in the middle. And um, will it sidetrack them about a, about, I would say, a half mile in both ways. So you're going to have to go. So they're going to really need to go to this about a half mile, which is not far, to get to it. But it's also a way that they can switch their route home in case they see something else ahead. So, and they know how to get to that several different ways. Um, also there's the, um, there's a couple other things you can do. Um, my kid has the app called Uber. Yep. Uber. He has that on his phone and he could be packing up his stuff, getting his daughter and going to Uber out, request an Uber driver because the crap hits the fan. Again, no one's going to know. I mean, people are so complacent. America is going to protect us forever. I always say if a nuclear bomb was to hit Chicago, Dallas, California, Miami, everyone is going to stay at work. Everyone's going to wake up the next morning because they got to have that paycheck. If I don't go to work, I'm not going to get paid. They'll go to work the next day. They're not going to know the impact. So I'm a firm believer when the crap hits the fan, except at EMP, when the crap hits the fan, people are going to still go on their lives as normal. I totally, 100% believe that. So my son has the Uber app, and my daughter does too, and they can actually call for an Uber driver to come pick them up, and they can just ride, I mean, if there's something wrong with their car or, 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 the school goes on a lockdown, they're going to get out. Um, and maybe the parking lot goes on lockdown, they're going to get out. I mean, they, they, they understand they got to get out. Um, and they get out, they can call Uber, get a ride home. It's paid for by, the, by, by you know, my iPhone. So they, they have many ways to get home. Um, so we have a rendezvous place. Something happens near the house, we're going somewhere else. We will communicate that through radio. Oh, their radios are in a EMP-proof bag, by the way. Um, not only is it in an EMP-proof EMP bag, it's also EMP-proof before I even put it in the EMP-proof bag. So I did the saran wrap, tinfoil, five layers of tinfoil going separate ways. Then I put that in a saran wrap that and then I put that in an EMP proof, ba proof bag and yes they just tear it open and put the the good quality antenna 
They also have a J-Pole antenna in case they need to throw up a tree. Yes, that is, that it is EMP proof. So, not that I'm looking for something like that to happen. But um, we have a meetup place. Um, we can we one is our house, of course. Um, one is away from our house, um, and one is actually the exact opposite for them from our house. So they would be going um, the exact opposite way from our house. Um, depending on what the circumstances, we still have one over there, and we would meet them again. Our, we are assuming our, our radio should work, um, and if if we can't make communication, they know where to go, hunker down, and wait for us to either come by and pick them up, or if we're walking, they they'll understand if we're not there within so many hours that. Either something has happened to us or we're walking. And so, again, it's all in the planning. Um, one thing I ask you right now, I want you to get out a pen and a piece of paper, and I want you to write down all the phone numbers. Don't look. Write down your wife's phone number. Write down your, your son or daughter's or your kid's phone numbers. Every single one of them, write them down. And if you can, by memory... You're a much better person than I am because <laughs> I can't. I can, my wife's, I, I know, I have no clue what my kids are. So if my phone, I dropped it and it just went kapooey and I'm at a friend's house, I would not be able to contact my kids. I would have to call my wife. But what if my wife and I are driving or a car goes off the road? We're not hurt, but it goes into a creek or a lake, and we have to get out. We have no way of getting in touch with our kids. None. Zero. We then have to, would have to call my wife's parents, and I and they do have my kids' number. So, see, you got you need to carry these numbers in your wallet, um, in, a, in a little booklet, in your EDC, as an EDC item, or in your bug-out bag, or, or both, for sure. I know I'm rambling here, and that's just the way it's going tonight. Um, so, but you gotta have a meetup place, and you gotta have emergency contacts. So, something happens, maybe to me, uh, my wife and I. How are the kids going to contact uh, family and friends, or our survival group, or how are, is our survival group going to contact our kids if they're coming by the school and we're bugging out? Um, all that is thought through and planned. Um, and don't, don't think that I'm some super incredible prepper because I've done this. No, I, it's, I, I've been, I've been doing this for a long time and we have people in our survival group near the school. And so we put plans together and over time, years and years, and we're changing them and we're, um, developing new ideas. And that's how all this has kind of happened. It didn't happen in a weekend. I would recommend you put something together quickly um, in case something does happen. At least some basics. You got to have phone numbers. You got to have plans. You got to have. There's no reason why your kids don't have a bug out bag at school. None. I mean, a, I mean, a little Belfang radio is what thirty dollars. You know, get the better antenna. All of a sudden, you're at forty dollars. Uh, you know, buy some tinfoil and EMP bag. That's another 
$15. So you're at $55. Get a JPO antenna. That's $30. So you're, I mean, for, for under 100 bucks, they would have everything they need in that bag. Put some mountain house, put some water in there. Everything they need for under 100 bucks. Um, they need to have that at school. So let's see. Um, looking at my notes here. Um, oh, you, like um, my daughter sometimes wear dresses to school, and in her bug out bag, she has a. Um, currently, she has a winter outfit um, that she could walk home. My son has a a winter outfit as well, um, and the right shoes. Um, that may be all I have tonight. You know, I, I learned something or I heard something the other day on a podcast. The the guy doing the podcast wasn't the person that originated the saying, so I don't have to give him credit. But I think it comes it comes from some the old Foxfire books. I'm not sure. I need to look it up. But it said, "The more you know in your head, the less you carry on your back." And I'm going to start using that. The more you have in your head, the more knowledge you have, the more knowledge you have, the less you have to carry in your bug out bag or your pack. And that is so true. I have noticed over the years, my bug out bag has gone from, you know, 40 pounds or 60, actually probably 60 pounds to 40 pounds to 30 pounds to like 24 pounds at this point. And the more I know, the more I learn, the more I practice the less I need to carry with me. I remember my first bug out bag, I had like 10 different methods of creating a fire. Literally, I had lighters. I had waterproof matches. I had flint and steel. I had something to magnify the sun. All these different methods. But as soon as I learned how to create a fire, all these different methods, how to create my own um, bow drill, how to do... Um, just take things out in the woods, create fires, rock, flint, whatever. I don't need that many now. And so knowledge has helped me lighten the load there. I used to carry a tent. I mean, on my back at the very bottom was a tent. Well, I don't really need a tent now because I can build a shelter just about anywhere I go in uh, a small amount of time. Or I could find a shelter. So the more knowledge in your head, the less you carry on your back. Um, that should be something we should all preppers should keep saying as they're learning, as they're as they're going through this journey. Um, well, guys, I hope there was something you got out of this. Um, everyone wants me to kind of publish some of this the stuff I was talking about, especially the plan, the written plan for my school, my kids in school, and I'm working on some 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 things that we'll announce later, but. Um, I, guys, I appreciate you guys listening. The amount of listeners and the countries. Oh my goodness. Every now and then I'll look and like we have, you know, the majority, like 81% of the people listen to our podcast are from America, but we have Russia's a huge number. Canada's a huge number. Um, the Port Portugal, um, you know, Britain. Australia, you wouldn't believe the the listeners we have overseas, and it's just it's crazy. About sixty percent of our listeners are males, so forty percent are females. Not there could be a one percent of another gender. No, I'm kidding. Um, 
I mean, the numbers are just kind of staggering. And and what I know is that they're getting good information. I am not the best in the world to deliver it, but I do deliver it. At least I try. Um, So we appreciate it. We um, go to our website, website, preppingacademy.com. Prepping with ing, preppingacademy.com. Contact us, join our mailing list. So when we do, like we got Scott Hunt coming up, we got uh, Glenn Tate is coming up again. I'm going to Heritage Life Skills, so I'll be interviewing a lot of the. I mean, Frank Horton, Angry American, Chris Weatherby, Weatherman, uh, probably uh, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin. All these people, I'm going to be. We're going to have interviews. We'll bring, be bringing different content to you. So join in our mailing list, so we can. And we never have ever once abused that. I don't use it enough to abuse it, actually. But go to preppingacademy.com, sign up. Tenderfoot again is traveling, and hopefully he'll send in some podcasts of traveling as a prepper or traveling. Um, and give us some ideas, some some good. I don't know if he will. I'm hoping he will, though. I asked him to. But guys, again, I appreciate you guys. Um, subscribe, like, share, help us out. We will um, see you guys next time. Y'all take care. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Prepping Academy podcast. Preppers unite at www.preppingacademy.com. Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com.